Welcome to your new favorite band, the podcast brought to you by the LA Navy. And now, your hosts, Dallas Dwight and Drizzle Silvera. Hello, hello. I am Dallas Dwight of the LA Maybe. Welcome to our brand new podcast, your new favorite band. With me, as always, my good friend and yours too, Mr. Drizzle Silvera. Drizzle, how's it going? Oh, I'm great. If I was any better, I wouldn't know what to do with myself. <laughs> I'm so pumped, man. This podcast has been such a long time coming. We have we have worked so hard building this room we're sitting in. Uh, this was a, for those of you that don't know, and we'll post the, the photos on our Instagram and stuff, uh, at the LA maybe. This was a garden shed for like a lawnmower or, you know, I, I mean, there were nails sticking out of the walls. Like, Yeah, when, when I bought the house, I, I literally like, Walked in, I was like, well, this could be a podcast studio. It had, like, oil on the ground, nails popping out of everything. Um, yeah, there literally was a lawnmower in here when I yeah. came to the open yeah. house. And we, um, I mean, it took about a year. But we built a room. We built a studio for ourselves. And we're so excited to share this with you guys. So the podcast is called Your New Favorite Band, which is our fun way of saying that we want to be your new favorite band. But also, more importantly... We want to take this time and take these episodes to highlight new, uh, specifically new rock bands, you know, bands maybe from the last, definitely within the last decade, usually within the last, you know, three to five years that have come out. And there's so many good rock bands coming out. And we're going to take one each week or, you know, one every other week, whatever, and, and talk about them and highlight them and hopefully have them on the show to uh, talk about rock and roll because that's what we're passionate about and that's what we do and that's what we know you guys are passionate about as well so how do you feel about that Driz? i feel like that sums it up uh yeah so we have really excited and this really kind of came out of oh shit covid no shows like what what can we do to kind of really get in front of people and and keep things going and dallas and i both love listening to podcasts as well as we've done some in the past and so we were just like well let's get some cameras let's actually do this right yeah because we if some of you that have been following us for a while may remember the reckless podcast which was an old podcast we had which i don't believe you can find anymore if you can send it to me because that's pretty impressive but we uh we sat down and it was audio only we just sat down and did what we're doing now uh, but it didn't look as good because <laughs> oh, we didn't have cameras. <laughs> so now that we have cameras, we built this whole thing. And uh, we really went the extra mile to make this look as good as we possibly could. So after much troubleshooting, we have made it happen. And we are excited to be here. Uh, episode one. Now, I will uh, shift gears a little bit here and say that for the first 10 episodes, we've decided to take uh, one of our songs. We're going to be focusing on our, our debut album, Dirty Damn Tricks. One song each episode, and we're going to take you behind the scenes. We're going to break down the mix of the song. We're going to listen to the individual elements. We're going to be sharing stories with you guys, fun uh, behind-the-scenes facts, and talk about writing processes and how stuff came about, and just basically really tear apart every song we have and give you guys all the nitty-gritty details. We've, we've done that in the past. We got some positive feedback from you guys. So for you audio nerds, you're going to love it. And for you uh, guys that don't know anything about music, you just enjoy it, I think you'll get something out of it, too. So I'm excited. And I'm extremely excited, too. And we're going to actually go chronologically <clears throat> in order yeah. from first song on the album to last. So yeah. starting with the first one. Starting with the first one, Mr. Danger, which why don't we head over there right now? And uh, there we go. 
I wanted to talk about um, the podcast VIP thing we're doing. Yeah, let's let's talk about it. We should have talked about this at the beginning <laughs> because I'm realizing now <laughs> that this will be cut out. <laughs> but um, no, what I'm saying is uh, so. This podcast is going to be um, free to everybody, of course, like all podcasts, uh, on YouTube for the video and on wherever you listen to podcasts for the podcasts. If you're like me, Apple Podcasts, easy, right? Spotify, wherever. What we're going to do is we're going to trim out the last few minutes of the podcast, maybe 10 or 15, and we're going to save those uh, for our VIP members. So if you go to our website, I believe it's lamaybe.com slash VIP, uh, you can sign up for 7 bucks a month. And that's going to primarily support the band. So if you believe in what we're doing here, whether or not you even watch the podcast, if you believe in our music and like what we're doing and want to support us, it's a really easy way to do that. $7 a month. And you're going to get the full uncut episode, which is going to be an hour, hour 15, hour 30, two hours. Who knows how long we go once we start getting into the swing of things and not just talking about our own music, but talking about other people's music, which is the main goal of this podcast. Um, we can talk, so <laughs> we can joke. We're gonna have a lot yeah, of fun. Yeah, lots of jokes, and and yeah. again, you know, as we get guests on and stuff too, like we'll see, exactly. we'll see where it goes. So, yeah. so the first thirty to forty-five minutes are always going to be free. But if you want those full, uncut, wild, uncensored episodes, we'll save all the crazy shit we say for the end. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> then you're gonna want to sign up to that tier. You're also gonna get those episodes early. So when everybody else gets them uh, on the on the day they truly release, you're gonna get them a couple days ahead of that. And uh, I believe there's some other cool perks as well that we're working out for you guys, like exclusive merch and things like that that only you have access to. But uh, the primary thing is if you want the full episodes and if you want to support the band, that's the best way to do that. Uh, besides just buy merch or go see our shows or anything else like you would for any other band. But that's something we're setting up for you guys, and we wanted to let you know that. Um, and we'll probably put in like a commercial or something at the beginning announcing that, you think? Yeah, yeah, I think we're going to actually like cut a commercial. Because we just saved this till the end when we just said we're going to cut the end out. Like, <laughs> yeah, it makes no, right. no sense. <laughs> and if we do it now, like well, I, I have so, pajama pants on right now. Just I know. <laughs> I, meant, I meant to do it at the beginning and then realized I just started like, well, here's Mr. Danger. Like went straight into that like an idiot. So anyway, um, yeah, we're a bunch of goofballs, guys. Sorry. Just joking. I don't have any pants on. So this is the official, well, not the original Pro Tools session for Mr. Danger, but this is the session that we have condensed down all the important elements into just a few tracks here. If we were to open the original Dirty Damn Trick session, how many tracks would you would you think would be in that? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and say that there might be around seventy. Yeah, I was gonna say probably between fifty and sixty for sure. Um, and one thing we do, <clears throat> this is not unique to us, everyone pretty much does this, is, is a lot of doubling. So if you hear, if, if Driz writes a new guitar part uh, and we like it, we won't. We usually won't just play it one time. We'll play it two times and we'll put one in the left ear and one in the right ear. That's called panning in stereo, right? And it just has this really nice fat sound. And we do that with pretty much every part. So when we keep writing new parts, you know, pretty soon there's 12 guitars in the chorus. <laughs> like, but it's so worth it. It sounds so good. After yeah. having done that, I would do it no other way. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, we will try not to get too technical and too in the weeds with you guys. We'll try to keep it all very anecdotal, uh, try to tell some stories here, more so than talk about, you know, we play it at 60B gain or, you know, any of the stuff that, that a lot of you guys may not understand. And some of you guys may understand. But if you're like me, that's not really where your passions lie so much as creating cool music. Why don't we take a little bit of a listen here to uh, the intro? What do you say? You guys will know this from our music. Let's, let's go for let's it. Take a listen. 
All right, so right off the bat, I don't know if you remember this. I wrote that riff when you were at my house. Uh, I was living with Ashton at the time. I was at We were in the attic you know, studio thing, and you were doing something. I remember Joe was there. That's when Joe met my – Joe was his son. Joe met my cat, and my cat was not a fan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude. He, he had that. at him like <laughs> – it's like, okay. I guess in and out of the bathroom like, who the I hell is this little person here? <laughs> and what's funny is that's the first time she's ever seen a child. So the first time she's ever seen a baby human. So she didn't know what it was. She was just like, what is this thing? That was really funny. But you were over, you were tweaking a pedal or you were doing something because I remember you were down on the ground. And, and I was, we were, mess, I must have been messing with a Kemper or something because I was It was playing. either that or the Ampero. Do you remember that Ampero? It was that. It was that. That was the day you got it. You got the Ampero which is a guitar pedal board, and, and you brought it over, and you were like, I got this thing, let's check it out. And we started messing with it. And I, and I was just testing, and I just kept going, and you would tweak a couple things. And I was just keep looping that. And it wasn't anything at the time. But I remember thinking, like, that's a cool kind of ACDC thing. So I pulled out my phone, like I always do for ideas, and I hit, you know, the voice recorder, and I recorded it real quick. And I, somewhere on my phone, I should show you guys sometime, but my phone is otherwise occupied right now. But uh, And I saved it as like ACDC intro, heavy, you know, ACDC-ish intro or whatever. But what ori- what pulled my mind to it so much was that it's actually in, <laughs> we said we wouldn't get in the weeds, alternating bars of 6-4 and 4-4, four, four, which is something that I've, I am, I'm a big ACDC fan, but I haven't delved into their catalog enough to know if they ever really mess with odd meters. But what I know of them, no, it's pretty much all 4-4, four, four, yeah. straight ahead rock and roll, which is awesome. So this was kind of that style, but had a different twist on it with the extra bars, right? So you would count it one, two, three, four, five, six, one, two, three, four, one, two. So it, instead of, it's kind of different, you know, and it has a little bit of a twist on it. And that's something I think you'll find throughout a lot of our music is it's familiar, but with always with some sort of unique twist or unique take or something that's brought in from somewhere else where it sounds familiar enough that you can love it but different enough that you can stick around and listen to more, you know? So let's take a listen to Foz cranking out these big hits. Foz is uh, our drummer. Yep. You can hear him stepping those hats in between, keeping the time. And then this massive snare. And then uh, Rasan just laying down some heavy bass. Ah, so driven. Love it. Now, the secret weapon here, what really makes this intro pop, in my opinion, and you'll never, you wouldn't immediately pick up on it, is this piano. I mean. So good. I got this. Remember we were debating where we, where we, where we got that trick from? I remembered yeah. where it was the other day. Because we've, we've been talking about this for months. Like, where did we come up with that idea to double the low piano? And I remembered it the other day, and I wanted to tell you, and I forgot, and now I forgot. So, <laughs> Well, great. Well, great. Back to where we started. It was a song I heard where um, uh, the bass was doubling the piano, or the piano was doubling the bass like that in that same octave, and it just gave it this, like, crispiness that you couldn't get from a bass guitar itself. And when you play them together, you'll hear... Yep. Oh, well, let's play them in the right God, it, it pops. That, like, extra, it pops like, so yeah, much. Crispiness. We have some organ. 
and we crunch that organ to hell, you know. And then, of course, we have our guitars. So what you're going to hear with these guitar tracks are the stereo tracks. So I'm going to be in your left speaker most of the time, and Driz is going to be in your right speaker most of the time if you're on headphones, if you're on your phone or something. Um, I don't Good luck. <laughs> And there's nothing else in that intro. It's literally just the band all just hammering together. You hear what happens when I take that piano out? Well, I'll play the first the first batch with the piano and the second batch without, and then the, the third batch with again. This piano right here, when this mute's on, you're not going to hear it, and it makes a big difference. God... It gives it that extra, like, and it, it, what it really syncs up with, in my opinion, is the kick drum. Well, not to mention, like, yeah, it syncs up with the kick drum, but it also, like, adds a growl to the bass that wasn't yeah. there. Like, when, I, when you hear it without the context of the mix, yeah, it just sounds brighter, but when you hear it right. in the mix, it's like a growl. It's it comes like, across it's like, as almost a growl. Like, yeah, and, and I wish I could credit where I ha- heard that idea from, because I listened to the song, whatever song I'm referencing that I don't remember the name of, or the band, off the top of my head. It was the bass and the piano were doing that together, and I just remember thinking, like, they're they're using the piano to enhance the bass. It's not really being a piano. Yeah. And it's working perfectly. And I loved the tone it gave to the to the vibe. So that's exactly what we did here. And as we go throughout this series of Dirty Damn Tricks, you're going to see that's what we did uh, a lot. Now, I had that first riff and I kept thinking like I, I would listen to it on my phone driving around in my car and I was like this has to drop into a riff that's like really ACDC. Like it has to drop into like a highway to hell kind of like, you know, chuggy open chord thing and i was like what can we do and i went through a bunch of different variations until we landed on uh driz playing this perfectly right here yep oh i have him so and that so there's kind of an a and a b b and we just kind of cycle through that. So at first, it's just Driz by himself. And then I join him when the verse starts. So you hear the guitars change dramatically. And, and what, what, what amp were you using there? Was it... For me or you? For you. Uh, I'm using the uh, Slash AFD100 Marshall. And that is, that's, uh, I believe, the only amp I used on the entire album. I think that amp's consistent throughout. When we get into Sucker Punch, I think we did some unique, different stuff. That's right. That's right. But for the most part, that's what that was. And I believe, and what guitar I used, uh, there were four main guitars used on this album. And I have two Les Pauls, a Gold Top, and the Tiger Les Paul. You guys have seen both of those in music videos. Um, I couldn't tell you. I, th- I think this is the Tiger. This is the Tiger Les Paul. Gotcha. But you're here. What's, what's your rig right here for this <laughs> Yeah, so I was using the uh, Fender Blues Deluxe reissue. That's right. That's right. This was in my old apartment. Yeah. Oh, we should talk about that. <laughs> we, uh, some of you guys know this. We recorded this entire album uh, entirely DIY in-house ourselves. So every note of this album was recorded in our own homes, in our own studios. And uh, now when it comes time to mix and master, we send it off to our good friend Machine up in New Jersey. Machine, if you're listening, thank you. Shout out. But, uh, yeah, he did such a phenomenal job. I mean, Machine has a – he needs no introduction. He's got a credit list a mile long. Uh, Lamb of God, Clutch, Four-Year Strong, Crowbot, Love Crowbot. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll probably talk about them on one of these episodes. But uh, just, I mean, 
a machine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> and um, he actually gave us some tips, and I had a long phone call with him about when it came time to record drums because he wanted some specific stuff done, and we'll be talking about that. Or we yeah. could talk about that today, too. But uh, maybe we save some stuff for the other episodes. But this was your Blues Junior, Blues Deluxe? Blue, yeah, Blues Deluxe reissue. And yeah. I was using, I, and, and I used that for like the entire album, too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then I used one drive pedal the entire album. The Blues Driver, right? The Waza Craft Blues Driver yeah. on the yeah. Waza circuit, the custom yeah. circuit. Yeah. And, uh, and Waza yeah. Craft's a company, don't they take the pedals and just like mod them and then. Some, I, no, so I'm pretty sure it's just an offset. Like, I think it's literally like basically Boss's custom shop. So okay. it's under the Boss umbrella. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, Boss makes the Blues Driver, and that's honestly probably next to the Tube Screamer by Ibanez. That's probably my my favorite drive pedal, and it it might be my favorite drive pedal. Like Tube Screamers are great too, but um, and then as far as my amp, my and my amp, there's nothing. It's literally just my amp into the cab into the mic like that's it there's no pedals nothing so you're hearing real uh pristine real amps on not i mean some people take pride in that i personally don't care whether it's model or not but what if it sounds good it sounds good that's my opinion good. this sounded good and we had the amp so let's yeah exactly and we tried lots of stuff let's take a and we own a lot of stuff too let's take a look uh one more time through you playing it by yourself and then when i come in and double you and you can see these waveforms you can see here that's just your echo. That's not me playing quiet. That's just your echo in my side of the of the spectrum. Yeah. And uh and then you'll see here where I come in behind it. But it's it's a nice fat doubling sound. Three, four. And this is an arrangement thing. We we take a lot of care in arranging our songs to keep them interesting, to have things coming in, have things going out, have one thing by itself, have you know, stuff like that. So when we drop out, we have everyone in the intro, as we established. Yeah. And we drop down to pretty much just you. Foz is laying down the ACDC yeah. Phil Rudd. And uh, we have these couple little licks we'll talk about. And then when the verse comes in with Alvi down here in green, Alvi lead singer, when he comes in super hard, that's when the guitars double up. So all this stuff happens uh, simultaneously to keep the listener interested. Yeah, it kind of so, kind of cascades. Once the drum drops out, right. then like everything starts to come back in again. Now my favorite part is when Rasan comes in right here. I mean, it's a game changer, and we're gonna get there in a second. But let's listen to this drop out to Driz to these little lead guitars, which I'll show you here. Little fun one. So we try to keep it nice and nasty there. Simple little stuff, but I wanted to fill those gaps because you go da 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 that big silence. Yeah, I wanted something yeah. there, and that was a challenge with this song. Before I keep saying I'm going to play it, but before I do, that was a challenge with this song. We had all these big gaps. What do we do to fill them in a way that doesn't feel like we're just stuffing stuff in there, but in a way that keeps the listener interested? And we're going to talk about that more in a minute too. <laughs> Now two guitars. And I intentionally left Alvi out of there because I wanted to solo him first. But take a listen to just the, the grit and power on these vocals. I'm locked and loaded, playing on the cover, and I'm gonna take my shot tonight. So we get one vocal phrase in, and then here comes our boy Rasan with just the meanest bass bend. Bow. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he yeah. comes in just so heavy. I love this so much. 
Now, if we take those vocals out again and listen to how the song changes again when Rasan comes in and how heavy he makes it, you'll you'll understand why you need a, a bass player in your band if you ever wondered why. <laughs> this is why. <laughs> Here we go. So heavy. Oh, so heavy. Could be a tad louder. It could. <laughs> I thought that too. I was like, it's not loud enough. There we go. Yeah, and, and this these are the uh, the final mixed stems from Machine. So this is after he's put all his magic on it and bundled them up into groups, right? So yeah. all the guitars are just one, you know, couple tracks here. Instead of our, like, 50, 60 we were talking about earlier. Makes it so, nice um, nice and clean. Yeah, and Foz does a great job of filling those gaps we were talking about. So if we listen here, he's going to add a little a little something-something. Nothing much, which is why I say he does a good job of filling these gaps in the guitars and also the vocals. Yeah, done, done. God, Just subtle, but so yeah. tasteful. The syncopation's there. And I like this, too, with the two The word cover. Cover. He hits both those kicks with him. So if we isolate those together. <laughs> it's just little stuff like that. So Foz, good. Foz is great about that kind of stuff. All right. Josh makes his debut on keyboards here with this mean organ run. <laughs> Which, that actually really stands out in the final. Oh, yeah. Right, then we have a nice drum fill taking us in. And now we're at the pre-chorus. We're at the pre-chorus here, and this is where I think it stops sounding like ACDC. Yes. Everyone hears the first part of this song, and they're like, oh, they're just an ACDC clone. Which, first of all, thank you. Second of all, <laughs> can you imagine um, if you said, uh, oh, we might have a tech problem here. Are we good? think we're good yeah we're good if we had uh imagine if some i, I use this in uh analogy and in, like interviews and stuff if you had uh, imagine if someone said you play basketball like michael jordan it's like <laughs> what would you say to that like i'd be like well thank you thanks dude i work hard <laughs> people say we sound like acdc we sound like guns and roses whatever you want to say we sound like it's the other thank one jackal. <laughs> jackal yeah i mean these are all fantastic bands so i'll take it any day of the week but here we move into some territory where i i personally feel like it stops being like acdc uh, at least a little bit and when we hit the chorus i think we're we're totally away from acdc because we bring in a bunch of backing vocal stacks and a bunch of cool stuff uh that comes from our time as a journey tribute band and 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 my personal love of like pop and stuff like that. Well, yeah, and we always we try to take advantage of the fact that all six of us sing. Yeah, exactly. So we have a lot of singers at our disposal. So we like to be be the rock band, where a rock band doesn't always have you know a bunch of people singing all the time, except for maybe gang vocals. But uh, yeah, we have we have that ability, so we try to to you know flex our muscles on that a little bit. <laughs> right there i love this this is a classic example of you and me branching off yeah and we're kind of playing the same thing but not really and those differences uh are a big part of what make up our chemistry and our chemistry is a big part of what makes up the band's sound and you're going to see that over and over again in these episodes where a person might listen to this and hear each guitar do something different and think that wasn't tracked clean that wasn't tracked that was bad uh, or that wasn't tight or whatever. But that's completely deliberate. That is yeah, yeah. us choosing to to 
play the same thing and then branch apart and come you're back like, and do that. You know, you were like, what do you, what do you, what, what were you playing for this part? Because like you yeah. kind of just sent me like a rough, you know, yeah. thing to, to kind of practice to come up with parts. They're like it was actually a really good rough, rough, you know, kind of demo, mm-hmm. and I just came up with that over it. Yeah. You're like, I I like it. Yeah. <laughs> There's a few examples throughout, which I'm sure we'll touch on as we remember them throughout different songs, where uh, we we branch apart and play different things. And a couple times we do it on accident. Like, uh, She's Reckless, one part comes to mind, where you were playing something, quote, wrong. And I was like, oh, is that how you've been playing that? And you were like, yeah, every, I thought that's what it was. And I was like, no, no, it's actually this, but yours is better. Let's do that. <laughs> and so we moved to that and made that happen. But we'll talk about that more uh, specifically later. But let's take a listen to the whole band. I won't be, be watching me. Let's take a listen to the organ because I feel like that's the most buried there. So let's yeah, see what it's yeah, doing because I don't remember. I don't remember either. Yes, <laughs> the big run there at the mm. end. Let me let me crank it there and see if we can hear just that ending jump out. Yeah, that's nice. Is there anything specific to talk about there? I think the chord progression, the harmony is kind of different, and that's what stands out to me. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely leads us into our our clearly not ACDC chorus. Like, it's right. very, right. you know, it's rock and roll, but yep. it, it, it's a great... That was the best segue we could have going from that intro style into the chorus that Bring we wanted to from ACDC to the more pop uh, chorus we have. And I can't wait to break down the chorus. But one thing I will say about these pre-choruses, we had a few different options. And originally, Rassam was helping me with this. We originally had them different every time. And then it became the first one was different, but the other two were were the same. And then it beca- I listened to it over and over again. And I was like, you know what? They should all just be this this first one here. And I'm talking about specifically the chords. Let's take a listen to our guitars where they deviate and come back and, and listen to them. That's a big thing. I love when a build-up, or like going into the chorus, you know, we could have done something fancy. We could have tried to trick you a little bit with something cool or, or you know, uh, flashy, but we just dun, 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 dun. And, and with the drums and everything... I mean, and the bass. It was just pure build. And then uh, drums here. What are they even doing? Yeah, and then all together, if I mute the vocals. There we go. Now, we get to my favorite thing. Uh, I showed a friend of mine this this morning, actually. In preparation for this, I opened the session this morning and went through the tracks with a friend of mine. And uh, this uh, this is so fun. So... Where do you want to start with this chorus? We can start anywhere. I mean, we have now you see every track here is finally have, having something to do, except for this is the guitar solo track. Obviously, it's not going to come in. Let's start so, with the most fundamental, the drums, the, the foundation. Drums the drums the are doing, this is really fun, ready? They're doing Rocket Queen. Foz and I were talking back and forth about, like, what should we do? And I was like, just do Rocket Queen, dude. The 16th note open hi-hat with the syncopated kicks and everything, and it just it just perfectly works. You hear that on it, on its own, and you'd never think it was the drums to that chorus. Exactly. Where do you want to go next? Call it out. Uh, let's go to the bass. Bass. <laughs> 
And right there, you hear Rassant's going down to his fifth string. So he plays a six-string bass, which which a lot of people uh, is they always bring that up. I hear that all the time. Oh, dude, all how the many time. strings are on that bass? And he's just a master of the six-string bass. And there he's going down to notes that a traditional bass player won't have. So that's again another tool in our in our bag of tricks that we can use to expand our sound a little bit. Let's take a listen to the drums and the bass. And then just the massive floor tom with the beautiful drum fill here. Ah, yes. Perfect. So good. I'm, I'm, I think next we should go to keys because they're going to get buried once the guitars come in, yeah. kind of, unfortunately, in this part. And what he's doing here, I don't think anyone could guess, but it's one of my favorite things. It sounds kind of, it reminds me of like Will and Grace, the theme to Will and Grace. <laughs> but like slow. And the organ's doing the same thing. And together. Just it's, really beautiful It's really stuff. beautiful. Really beautiful yeah. stuff. And I'm going to sh have some fun with this in a second and show you. I'll isolate a few select components and make a different mix of this chorus that I think you'll enjoy. <laughs> it's really cool. Uh, let me show you some percussion here. We uh, For this album, we went out and bought a ton of percussion stuff. I mean, we have... Multiple tambourines. Probably seven, eight different shakers. We had a triangle on this album. You bought a ton of hand drums, right? Like you, I, I bought a full set of congas and bongos. They're, they're on two songs. Uh, sucker punching up next to you. Um, we just had like all this. We went to just Sweetwater and just, I went to the percussion section and just was like, add to cart, add to cart, add to cart. Like, because it's all so cheap. Like, and, and it does so much. Yeah, it adds so much. A big. Yeah, don't think about bells. it until you someone tells you, and it's like, oh, you I can't know. unhear it. But listen to the groove on these shakers here. This is all Foz performing them. So there's two or three different shakers there, and then another shaker, and they're all doing different stuff. And of course, there's there's some down to these two tracks here. I'll show you in a second how these groove because they're a part of my special stripped down mix that I'm going to show you. Let's go to these big guitars. Big chords. And there we're syncing up yep. tight the way we should. Um, because again, that's a conscious decision. Most, most of the stuff we try to do is, is pretty conscious in the in the studio, at least. Because uh, we're all gearheads, we're all studio nerds, as you can probably already tell. And so, you and I are engineers. Yeah, yeah. So, so we we love talking about this stuff, and I mean, that's that's why we're here doing this with you. Now, this is my favorite part. This is what stands out, I think, as making this chorus um, unique. Because a lot of people will, will write the chords and they kind of stop there, but we wanted to have some sort of lead guitar on top of that. So we came up with this. Part. <laughs> And this is what you play live. Yeah, yeah. I play the just the big chords we just listened to. This is Driz's part. And on the studio. <laughs> right? 
kind of uh, maybe even has some U2 vibe to that, right? Yeah, without the effects. Yeah, exactly. Pretty uh, A little bit drier and more distorted. We have uh, the lead vocal. I'll take everything you give to me. We know that, right? Uh, here's what you may not realize is on there. A massive vocal stack of harmonies with uh, Albie singing his lead and then you and me underneath him doing all sorts of harmonies that are weaving in and out of each other, which ultimately resulted in this. I'll take everything you give to me, pull you closer, keep you by my side, take everything, give in to me, pull me closer, I see the fire in your eyes. Right, nice minor chord there at the end. But um, what's a funny story about this is one of those harmonies was me, and I sent you a, we did all this via text, and I sent you a text trying to say, like, double mine. And when you recorded it, you recorded something different because I guess I didn't communicate properly. And then uh, when I put it back in, I was like, oh, that's not the part. And then I played them all together, and I was like, oh, it's perfect. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I remember you were, like, you were like, yeah, can you record this soon? So I pulled up the session in my studio, set up the mic, and... Yeah, yeah. Dude, that, yeah, that was fun. That's when yeah. we were doing a lot of remote like yeah. things well, back that and was forth. right when the pandemic started. So we were all kind of off in our own areas. Rasan did all the bass tracking at his studio and with me on Zoom. And we just go back and forth like, ah, try this again. Do this. Okay, I like that. Uh, this was good. Let's try this again. And we would just go back and forth with all these ideas and come up with, you know, uh, he, I mean, he did a spectacular job on bass throughout the entire album. Uh, let, me, let me show you my, my fun Dallas mix here. You ready? Dude. Let's hear it. This is the Mr. Danger Dallas official stripped down mix. I'll take without the bass but uh, it's really fun to have the piano play and then have the percussion come, come. yeah fun all right stuff. so fun question just off got? the top of your head what does that make you think of stylistically does that bring any and like does or or summation of bands like what what does that sound like to you when you did that strip down I do. I, it kind of does have that U two vibe to me, a little bit. Not not U two, but like U two esque, like coming from U two. What about you? Honestly, um, I, I I can't I can't pin it. It to me, I really hear more Journey. Yeah, I could see that, and that's coming from a lot of that Josh Keys, I think, and then the harmonies, right? Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. definitely some Journey influence sneaking into our stuff here. Um, and then we come into perhaps my favorite Alvy vocal performance of the entire album. The way he says. Losing nothing. Said I'm losing nothing. Back. I mean, when we tracked that in the studio, I just remember like throwing my hands up, like that's the one. Like <laughs> it was so great. Said I'm. And the band stops and said I'm because he says said I'm losing nothing. Said I'm is perfectly in that gap. And then the band hits, and then he says losing nothing, and it's a real snarly. We go from the pop back to the rock, and it just comes in real snarly and heavy. And this is just. This little transition, this little bar right here, like these couple bars, I mean, it, it probably one of my personal favorite parts of the, of the entire album. And I mean, 
he just he just spits it, you know. Now here we have more gaps in the music that we were talking about earlier. And Foz, we decided to you know verse two is a good time to change something, so we stepped it up and have him do a little John Bonham thing here. All right, little little uh, uh, double kicks there, that kind of thing. All one pedal. Yep, for one you, for one pedal. And he would re- be really mad if we didn't add that. <laughs> So there we have a riff change, right? This is not a part of... We do we do this a lot in our music, actually, where uh, if we do verse one, then when it's time for verse two, we don't usually do the exact same thing. And it's usually like if this is the, the chronology of it, right? We start the song, we end the song. Here's where we usually change something, right? Yeah, we yeah, usually, the pre-chorus area? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. like going in, like the transition out of it will be different. And that's true here. So if we go back to, uh, let's see, coming out of the chorus here, or uh, sorry, out of verse one into the pre-chorus. There's nothing. We just have that one note. Two, three. Now here, we have something different. And that's you and me doing octaves of each yep. other, right? Again, uh, separating and doing our, and doing different things. Piano does, or organ does it. Bass. Right? And I think the drums kind of match us. Yeah, pretty much. And then we're in pre-chorus too. Everything's kind of the same there. No, no. Now the lyrics change, right? Didn't they change? Yeah. Subtle. Yeah, he doesn't subtle. say baby, and he doesn't say as. He says what. Uh, and then we're in the chorus. The chorus is the exact same, I believe. I don't think there's any change, right? So shall we listen to the entire chorus as a group? Or did yeah. we already do that? Uh, we d- actually did not listen to the entire... Maybe we did. We so definitely s- did the stripped-down one. So since we've broken it all down, now let's let everybody listen and see if you can pick out some of those elements that we were talking about. Do what you please. I'll take Now, if you know anything about music, after chorus two, it's time for a change. So what yeah. we do is we go into a guitar solo. So we have the band, uh, as we're known to do, we have the band uh, do this little little janky turnaround right here. What do these leads do? I see them playing something. I didn't know that. That's cool. So here we, we tease the intro. But then we go into something different. Yeah, right? I play the I play the the lower of those licks. The yeah, because I'm this, the actual guitar solo does the high one. So I think that double. That's cool. Wow, go us. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, here's um the rhythms teasing the intro and then dropping into the riff we used for the uh, solo, which is part the part of the verse. And then it changes to something different. We love putting like key changes and stuff in guitar solo. Oh, 
Change it. Nice. You hear that guitar fuzz in there? That's cool. Yeah, it's just nice little. And that just was me. By himself. Yours yep. truly. Yep. Nice job, bud. Good work. Thanks. I worked really hard on that one. <laughs> you want to take a listen to the guitar solo here? Yeah, let's do it. The solo. So here's where the key change happens. So let me bring in you and Rasan. How about that? Yeah, we sounds good. Listen to everything. How about that? the verse right dude that that solo again every time i hear it, it's got so much attitude it's just <laughs> dripping attitude like if there was a face for that solo it'd be the snarliest like f what would face. the face be oh dude the face <laughs> how do you even do that with your face dude you do one man i can't do the um like like just I like i can't make my i can't make one side of my mouth go to my eye i can't do that like it's, it's called a gurn a gurn? Yeah, it's called gurning, yeah. How do you do that? Jesus <laughs> And if you go... If, bonus points if you go cross-eyed when you do it. <laughs> that should not be possible. I can't... I can't... No, nah, I, I think... I think, honestly, my face is not a good representation of... <laughs> it's more just, like, dumb. Yeah. Just super dumb. With the cross-eyed. <laughs> just dumb. All right, show... Like, show that's what happens to you after you hear the solo. You're just, like, just destroyed. <laughs> show everybody the bass face we do. Rasan would kill us. Verse three, I think, is pretty much the same. Uh, where it's going to change again is going into the pre-chorus. Into the pre- yeah, that's where we change it. Let's take a listen. And that's just uh, us trying to keep ourselves on our toes a little bit there with those kind of. And the drums match that as well. Well, all those... Right. All those subtle changes keep her from being stale, too. Just like... Right. Yeah. Subtle stuff that you you may not immediately pick up on or immediately recognize or ever recognize, but it's it's all part of the thing that makes up the final product, right? And if any of those things start to slip or go away, if that piano that you don't immediately notice is taken away, I think the overall product can suffer, you know? Hey everybody, thank you so much for watching the latest episode of your new favorite band. This is the end of the free content. But if you want to unlock the full uncut versions of every episode, head over to lamaybe.com slash VIP and sign up for our membership. For $7 a month, you'll get extended episodes of our podcast, a bonus episode every month, plus exclusive merch. You'll also be supporting us and helping us continue to stay on the road and make new music. And for that, we're eternally grateful. So thank you.